Hello and welcome to the Yarniacs podcast. This is episode 18, which we are recording on Tuesday, September 4th. I'm Gail. And I'm Charlene. So what are you wearing? It's, what it's so cute. It's so cute. It's so cute. <laughs> well, first, I just have to say, this is the first episode we're recording with the kids back to school. Yeah. We're back to our normal location, which is no place fancy, just my dining room table. But... It's nice. It's quiet. No, no surfboard no surfboard starlings. No in crazy the starlings. Yeah. I think that this will be nice today. <laughs> yes, I agree. <laughs> Even though I do miss my kids. <laughs> yes, this is true too. I miss mine as well. But what am I wearing? I am wearing a sweater by Cecily Glauick McDonald called Drifting. And I knit this last summer. Last June, June of 2011 to be exact. Super, super quick knit. It is a short sleeved, open front, no fastenings sweater. And it is knit from the top down, back and forth. Sleeves are only, sleeves are short, so just a couple inches of sleeve knit in the round. Very simple. Yeah. Wonderful. Super simple pattern. pattern. I knit mine in the abstract fiber super sock and it took two skeins of yarn and mine is in the Valentine colorway, which is probably exactly what you think. Pink and red, a little bit of purple, couple it has spots pops of blue. Of beautiful purple and blue and orange. It's just it's totally made me smile when I watch it. <laughs> It does. You know, it's one of those colors that at first you think, whoa, and then, of course, it started to grow on me, and I finally had to have it. Hey, I'm sitting here <laughs> thinking, I need to acquire some of that yarn. <laughs> and it's it's more multicolored than I usually knit with, but it doesn't bother me for some reason. I think it's just, I like all these colors, and they work well together, and it's happy, and like Gail said, it makes you smile. Well, I think the base color in that is consistent enough that the variegations are more like pops yeah. as opposed to a lot of mottled yeah. colors, which isn't really my yeah. preference for yarn. I think you're right. I think you're right. And just a quick word about the pattern. Super simple. Uh, top down. Let me quickly look at the pattern page here. It has fairly unique construction in how... It's not a yoke per se, but the top of the sweater, don't you pick up stitches? Yeah, you end up picking up stitches along the top edge to, to give it a little, so that the fronts are slanted a little bit. I think that's a good way, a good to, way describe to describe it. it. Yeah. But other than the picking up stitches, all pretty basic increases and decreases and no special edging on the front, the front rolls. The sleeves and the bottom of the sweater do have a rib. Other than that, it's a pretty, it's a very simple knit. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. That yeah. was my travel knitting last summer. Yeah, that's I what knit. I was going to say. Yeah. I thought you had made one too. So, yeah. <laughs> All right. So that's Drifting by Cicely Glowick McDonald. And Gail, what are you wearing? I am wearing my Freya cardigan because I needed some bright colors today. So this is my striped <laughs> in gray purpley dahlia and bright green malachite green bright yeah. green malachite green Here's some redundancy <laughs> for you and it's the cardigan by the designer andrea black who goes by lacuna on ravelry and i just love this it's soft it's cozy it was foggy at my house when i left and i just wanted something snuggly and soft and colorful yeah and i love this sweater it's it's also a very easy knit I've talked about it on the podcast before, mm -hmm. so I won't bore you with details again, <laughs> but I highly recommend this as a knit. So Yay. that's what we're wearing. Yay. What are you stocking? Okay. I just quickly showed Gail a preview of what I was stocking before we started. And the first one is a new sweater pattern. It looks like it was just released in August. I'm not sure when in August, but within the last month. And it is by Hiroko Fukatsu and it is called Lull. And if you recall a few episodes ago, we talked about some of our favorite knitters to watch on Ravelry. And Hiroko Fukatsu goes by Roko on Ravelry. So she is oh, one of the knitters that okay. I like to watch. I didn't realize she's also a designer. 
She has a few things. Yeah. I I'm, can't remember how many, but I she's she doesn't have a lot of patterns up on Ravelry, but she has a few. And let's see, lull is a pattern that is knit in the round. Does it say? It doesn't say. Oh, it is top down, V-neck, raglan sleeve, seamless, seamless. <laughs> <laughs> it is a top, a pullover top with a very wide open V-neck. So it's uh, a layering piece. That's the. That's what I'm looking for. It's pictured on the pattern page worn over a long sleeve t-shirt and it's got very fluttery sleeves it's very loose loose fitting and i just think it's really cute it is cute. and flirty yeah. and girly a, yeah girly <laughs> definitely girly very feminine yeah and i could definitely see myself layering it over a long sleeve t-shirt instead of a sweatshirt in the wintertime for mm-hmm. something a bit more feminine yeah, i agree <laughs> it's written for a yarn called ski yarn baby alpaca which i am not familiar with but it is a 100 percent dk weight alpaca yarn so it's something that we could fairly easily Swap, find substitutions yeah, substitute for yarn. yeah yeah but that one is really cute the other thing that i am stocking are kind of in general Joji Locatelli patterns. She <laughs> is, I know, she is the designer of the sweater that I knit. Oh, now I'm blanking out on the name. Spring Showers a couple weeks ago, a couple months ago, I should say. Time flies. Yeah. <laughs> and she has just released two new patterns. One is called Boxy, which is an very boxy as the name suggests pullover sweater and the other one is dragonflies which is a more detailed intricate cably pullover sweater i love that one yeah. i've totally been stalking <laughs> my own stash to find something both for that. of which i like and she actually has a promotion going on right now through september 21st so if you want to see the patterns look at her pattern page and for the promotion information but they both look cute and then i have this yarn in my stash that i had been saving for a pattern by her called the jenica hoodie which i have been thinking of knitting for a long time too and i'm not going to talk about that piece because gail is actually going to talk about that later on in the show but yeah i've just been looking at projects the two new ones don't have as many projects um but i've just been looking at projects dragonflies has a lot of really cute the test knitters i've mentioned knitwit 41 shannon uh-huh. as one of my favorites to watch on ravelry she knit one out of this really beautiful pale pink and it's oh. just stunning it's really really pretty so that one, I definitely have been stalking that one too. Yeah, yeah. And Joji is still, she started her sweater, or actually it's just any pattern of hers, I believe. Oh, right. Fall That's, Knit Along is going right. from September 1st through December 31st. That, that so is good actually, time to knit one of her sweaters. Yeah, Gail had mentioned that to me, and that was actually why I started stalking, because I was thinking, oh, maybe I'll knit ah, do a, a knit pattern along. or knit pick one out, but I don't know if that will happen <laughs> i have to see if i have enough of my rowan calmer in that cranberry oh, like merlot color to do dragonflies that would be nice that, that would be, really would be a really good yarn because it's so soft and Ooh, you could I'm wear it next to, to the check. skin i don't think i have enough but huh. maybe i do i have to look i'll have to i don't know if i have any left over from my sweater and it might not be the same dialogue we're, we're stalking well. live on air <laughs> <laughs> stalking our own stashes yeah and then just an observation as I have been stocking, but have you noticed shawls are really popular right now? Yes. And I guess for knitters, shawls are always popular. There are always shawls in the top patterns oh, yeah, for on sure. Ravelry. What's but hot it now? Just, or... Yeah, but it just seems like there are an overabundance of shawls right now. Kind of. I wonder if it's because it's autumn's approaching and people are picking their knitting back up more well that's what i'm wondering or maybe people are just wanting to knit with lighter weight yarn during the hot weather 
Maybe. I don't know. And speaking of Joji and shawls, she has another new one called, I think it's Back to Brighton. That oh, is a really right. cute shawl that is, it's uh, triangular. I have a feeling it's one of those every row gets longer, like lefty, oh, but it has neat little, has little stripes and danglies. Yeah. I love the danglies. <laughs> Just love them. I so. was looking at that one. I think that one is currently in the popular patterns on Ravelry Yeah, as I well. love it. It's super yeah, cute. It's I was very cute. looking at my stash for that very, one too. But how many things can you possibly I, exactly. want to cast on exactly. all at the same time? Yeah. And we most want... of mine are actually Joji patterns right now. Oh, we want to knit all the things. I do. I do. It's <laughs> horrifying. It's not, well, I shouldn't call it horrifying. It's only horrifying if I actually follow through on all of them simultaneously and have a million things on the needles. Okay. Well, that's a good segue. Why don't you tell us what else you're stocking? Oh my goodness, speaking of Joji, um, <laughs> there is a new Malabrigo pattern book coming out. It's called Malabrigo Book 4, and it's going to be released in late October to November, and it has patterns by Joji Locatelli, Gudrun Johnson, and mm. other really great designers. There are several things in it I want to knit now even though it's not available yet. <laughs> As the name implies, they are all done using Malabrigo uh -huh. yarns. Joji's is like a pullover with cute cable detailing and a peplum skirt at the bottom. Oh, That's I think really I may cute. have seen that. I, yeah. Alcazara, I can't remember the name. Hmm. Gudrun Johnson's is this really cute cardi with um, a ruffled edge on the front that's just adorable, and it's in lace weight yarn. Oh. So I will be knitting that for sure when I have access to the pattern. And I've actually been knitting so much, that's all I've been stalking. Huh. So my stalking <laughs> segment is very brief. So what are you knitting? I'm watching Charlene knit right now. What am I knitting? I am going full steam ahead on my breezy cardigan. I picked it up, swatched it. I don't think I had started it. No, you were still the, talking about still the yarn. Deciding mm -hmm. which one I think I was going to start. And I think you chose well. Yeah, I decided to start with the Breezy because it's a lighter colored yarn. And I thought if I finished it first, I would probably wear it in the fall. Breezy Cardigan is, again, I feel like I keep saying this a lot. It's a loose front open it's your cardigan. style lately i know <laughs> it is my style lately it's just so easy to throw on over it's everything true. no fastenings in the front but it does have those enlarged pointed fronts it's similar to another pattern she wrote called she being hannah fettig she hannah fettig oh i'm sorry you might it, have we're to. talking about the breezy cardigan by hannah fettig and she does have another sweater effortless effortless cardigan similar, yes. that is similar although the effortless cardigan is written for larger gauge yarn more of a worsted weight yarn the breezy cardigan can be knit in lace or fingering or even a sport weight i think she says um, as long as you knit it to the gauge and so for a, a lacier or lighter weight yarn such as lace you're going to have a more open fabric of course and if you're okay with having that open fabric then you can use a lace weight lightweight yarn which yeah. is what i am doing i am using the madeline tosh lace in the silver fox colorway and the breezy cardigan is a 5.95 us downloadable pattern published in May of 2011. It does have a lot of stockinette stitch, so be forewarned. If you don't <laughs> like to knit stockinette stitch back and forth, this may not be the pattern for you. But as you've been hearing for me for the past couple of episodes, I've been having the elbow or tendon issues, and knitting on the lightweight yarn has not seemed to aggravate my arm Yay. at all. In fact, I can definitely feel that it is on the mend these days. Much, much, much less pain than I had even two weeks ago. That's such so good it's news. Definite improvement. Yeah. You were so barely knitting at all. I was weeks barely ago. knitting a couple of weeks ago, yeah. And I think that I just need to remember to ice. I was telling Gail, why did I stop? I, I In the beginning, I iced a lot. And then, of course, I slacked off, got lazy. And then recently, I've started to ice again. And I'm icing several times a day. 
And that just has worked wonders. So, you know, free, free or free, inexpensive <laughs> therapy yeah, and, for aches. <laughs> and I was mentioning to Charlene, my favorite form of icing oh, yes. this is, is a, a <laughs> bag of frozen peas because it's contained. It molds to any part of your body. You can even knit while I, icing if you rest your that's what I was on the bag say. of frozen I, peas. I, she had mentioned that to me a couple weeks ago and I had completely forgotten it. And I think I am going to do that because I have tried to knit with my elbow sitting on this hard brick of an ice pack yeah, that it I've looks been very using. Uncomfortable. And pretty much I end up knitting and not getting much ice on my elbow exactly. when I do it. But I think the frozen pea method might work better. Well, I think that the frozen peas are probably even less expensive than one of the ice blocks. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, there, you can get them on sale for what? 99 cents at Probably. The there you probably. Go. And if you buy two packs of frozen peas, you can just right, alternate them. Right, right. And we'll end up using them. Uh, well, <laughs> they might we, get kind of mushy if they well, defrost and freeze and defrost. You know, and my bird eats fro eats peas, frozen oh, peas. So. You can always use so, them for naughty, yeah. multi-purpose. I <laughs> yeah. love it. Yeah, she doesn't eat them frozen, but she yeah, likes that doesn't to have sound peas. very appetizing. Well, my kids used to eat frozen peas when they were when they were still frozen when they were toddlers. Oh, how funny! They loved. They thought it was a treat. Oh, that's clever. They thought it was an absolute treat. Isn't that funny? <laughs> Now they don't think peas would be a treat. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> My kids love to eat them fresh out of the garden. They oh yeah, stand in the garden. Well, those and eat are them right yeah. off the plants. Those yep. are completely different animals it's than the frozen ones. It's true. <laughs> so, Gail, what are you knitting? I am knitting a Joji Locatelli pattern. <laughs> Finally, I cast on September first for the Jenica hoodie, and it is amazing. I am in love with the pattern because I think Joji is a designing genius. Let me try to describe the construction of these, the sweater because Charlene was asking me and she said, wait, don't tell me now. Save it for the podcast. <laughs> you start with, okay, let me describe it first. There's a vertical cable that runs all the way along the top of the hood and down the back to the bottom of the sweater. Mm -hmm. Then there is a horizontal cable that runs around the yoke of the sweater. And they, of course, cross right behind the back of your neck, mm -hmm. upper shoulder area. So to begin the sweater, you cast on for the vertical braid beginning at the top of the neck. Okay. And you knit about seven and a half inches of the braid. Oh, just the braid. Just the braid. Okay. And then you pick up stitches along either side and knit the yoke. So you knit the right side of the yoke first. Oh. And then you knit the left side of the yoke, and she uses ingenious short rows to do the shaping of the yoke <laughs> so, so that you get the curve. The whole, all the way across, including Correct. this cable. Exactly. Okay. So you do keep track of the cable, but the cable is very easy to memorize. And then when you're done with both sides of the yoke, you pick up stitches at the bottom and start going down. So. Amazing construction. I'm using my Madeline fun. Posh. That Aaron. sounds really fun. It's really fun. As I was knitting it, I was thinking Charlene is going to love to knit this because it's just such great construction. Yeah. And then eventually I will pick up stitches at the top of the neck and knit the hood going up. And then, of course, pick up stitches to do the sleeves or pick up the um, divided stitches. So I cast on Saturday evening and I am already about how many? Six inches or so into the body past the sweaters where you divide for the sleeves. And let me see what else I can say about this. Love the yarn. Again, Madeline Tosh Erin, E-R-I-N yarn in the charcoal colorway. And I'm alternating skeins so that I don't get unsightly stripes and streaks of lighter or darker gray. It's just stunning. I love it. And it's knitting up so fast on the thick yarn and big needles. And you know what? We had our needle segment in the last episode. Mm -hmm. I didn't realize that knitting on bigger needles does hurt my hands a little bit. Really? Yeah, I find that my hands feel a little tense while I'm knitting. And I actually have had sore hands a little bit because this pattern oh. is so addicting. So I cast on <laughs> Saturday night when we sat down on the couch after dinner. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know, eight-ish. I was knitting until one o'clock in the morning. Because oh, wow. like, this is so fun. Oh my gosh, I'm still going. Oh. And then the next day, barely knitted all during the day. But again, in the evening, just went to town. And then yesterday was my third day of knitting. And like I said, I'm six inches into the body. So absolutely addicting knit. It's going very quickly, very interesting. And a tip for yarnies here. 
When you're picking up stitches, I've always disliked when I pick up stitches and then when you knit down from wherever you picked up, there's usually a gap where you pick up the stitches, or for me there is. This is a tip from Yarnosaurus, Tanya, who I've mentioned as being one of my favorite people to stalk on Ravelry, and I also read it in a recent pattern, but I can't remember which one. When you knit into your picked up stitches, if you knit into the back loop, oh, it tightens twisted. it up. Okay. So I'm showing Charlene where I did it on my yoke, where I picked up the stitches and then knit down. There is no gap whatsoever. Yeah. I love how it looks. And it, when I picked up for the braid too, I mean for the yokes. So there's a little bit of a gap where the braid cables are, but it doesn't have the unsightly gap that I dislike from where I pick up stitches and then knit from that point. Okay. So there's a tip for you. Stitch is twisted is right on the edge. Yeah, so it so blends it really in. doesn't it doesn't look like a misplaced row of twisted right. stitches in the middle of stockinette because here in this particular in pattern, this particular pattern, yeah. Is reverse stockinette with the braid pops right. so that the braid pops. And then where you pick up stitches and knit down for the body, the body is knit in stockinette stitch. So there's a join where there's reverse right. stockinette joining into stockinette. So at and this, that's where I twisted pattern, the stitches yeah, with it, the picked up stitches. It looks fine. I'll try to do a close-up picture of that for you guys on my project oh, page so that yeah. you can see what I'm referring to. But loving, absolutely loving this sweater. So hopefully by the next episode, <laughs> this will be an FO because I'm cruising through this baby. Yeah. So just to say more about your comment about the big needles you know i wonder big being the, us seven yeah. so i don't know if that's big to most of you well bigger than you had than i usually with. use so i'm wondering if it's the larger diameter needles i mean using larger diameter needles means bigger yarns and I'm more weight heavier i don't know it could be the head the weight of the garment well and my hands hurt more when i was doing the yoke and I think it was the tension. Maybe just knitting tightly. And the tension also from doing the cables and twisting mm -hmm. things around for cables. I don't know if that was part of it. Now that I'm onto the body, I'm not noticing it as much. And I am using bamboo circulars on this project. So or Maybe it's just knitting something concentrated or tight. Maybe. <laughs> Poe, uh, Charlene's cat, just wandered over and was sniffing my yarn. Very cute. He only likes alpaca. Oh, good. <laughs> and I have to mention a belated thanks to Lynn, who is lightning on Ravelry. I am using the beautiful stitch markers that you gave me on this project. And thank you again. They're just so pretty. And she gave us an extra set to give away yeah. in a future drawing. Nice. And Charlene got a pair too. I got green and Charlene got blue. And I was very good, Lynn. I did give Charlene her stitch markers, even though I considered keeping both pairs for myself. But I just couldn't do that to my best knitting friend forever. So she did get her pair. So that is And I'm, I'm very knitting. happy with them. All right. As I crinkle my page, turning, what have you finished since the last episode, Charlene? What have I finished? Okay, I've actually finished. She has a, a whole pile things. of finished objects. <laughs> well, yesterday turned out to be a blocking day. Yesterday in the U.S. was a holiday, a Monday holiday. And it's not called the blocking day. No, it's not called blocking day, but for me, it, it worked out. The well, weather Canada has boxing day. Yeah, yeah. The weather was warm. I put out my little uh, interlocking squares, laid them out on the back deck, and started soaking things in the morning. And the first thing, I'm going to reach over here and get it is so the pretty. popular shawlette called 198 yards of heaven which she was knitting when we last recorded so yeah. now i see the fo <laughs> blocked and gorgeous it was written by christy verity it's a very popular pattern on ravelry there are over 4200 projects listed there so you can imagine because probably not everybody has put up their project and it's a free pattern correct? it is a free pattern yeah this is going in my queue for sure and mine is just knit in that basic wool which i cannot remember the name of but you well, can it's look. like norwegian or something it's yeah it is so even <laughs> but if you remembered a, it <laughs> but it is a basic basic wool sort of akin to i would say cascade 220 sport weight is what i would compare it to i knit mine on size six needles and I think this is absolutely a great beginner project or beginner 
uh, lace, project. lace project. You do need to be able to manage the beginning increases and decreases, knit two together, slip slip knit, and there is a double decrease, I believe, in there somewhere. And it's it's really it gorgeous. Doesn't take a long time because it's only it's only written for two hundred yards. So I think even if you were having trouble with it, you would be able to manage or put it down and take a break and come back to it. But I knit mine fairly quickly. And that's when you were having the hand. And that's still. when I was yeah. And so I was knitting mine at trying to knit it rather loosely, just so that I didn't bother my hand. But I love it. The blocked size love is it, impressive. Love it, love I'm it. super surprised that it's as big as it is considering For it was one little ball yards of yarn. Of yarn. Yeah, yeah, I mean, let's she, see. I didn't. She's holding the it, top tips, and it's almost. I would arm say to arm. that's a yard. Over a yard. yard. Your across. arms are almost fully extended. I would guess that's yeah. at least four feet across. We, well, we should measure it and put it yeah. on the project page. But it's really, really sweet. Really, really cute. Gorgeous the color. pattern is written in both graph and written directions. So I think that makes it accessible to both types of knitters, visual and readers. You know, some, some lace knitters prefer to read it. Some lace knitters prefer to look at graphs. So on this pattern, you have your choice. Pretty basic, but very nice. Super pretty. Yeah. I'm really, and we are doing really a photo shoot when we're done today. Okay. Yeah, so we can <laughs> we get will. pictures of yeah. these up for everybody to admire. Yeah, we will. And this one is a gift. So I won't, not going to say who it's for, but <laughs> I'm glad I didn't just blurt it out. <laughs> I almost did. But this one is going to be, a, that's probably the first knit Christmas present. Yay. Yeah. So the second thing that I knit during this two weeks is another free pattern on Ravelry. This one has 11,000 projects listed on them, Ravelry. Yes. It is the Turn a Square Hat by Jared Flood, which I guess it they call it a square because it's got four places of decreasing on the top. Well, the crown almost looks like a square when you Does hold it? it, if you hold it flat. Oh, I see. I think it looks like a okay. square on the top. So I guess it's because of the four points of decrease kind of make it a little flat. Yeah, or depending on your striping, it actually looks like a square kind yeah. of. One of mine did. Yeah, so I didn't stripe my whole hat. I just put three stripes in there and mine is in dark gray and this is cascade 220 and then it has bright yellow stripes it reminds me of charlie brown's t-shirt oh <laughs> well <laughs> in you know, reverse maybe what it is it's the golden state warriors warm-ups oh. for the past couple of years have been gray and yellow and my kids like that color combination so is this so, a christmas gift for one of the kids no not Really? My younger son has already claimed it. Ah, so he gets it now. He doesn't have to wait yeah. until Christmas. Yeah, in fact, when I had the colors lined up, I, I actually knit this. I knit a lot of it when we went to stay with my parents for a couple of days. And oh, so okay. I, had, I was planning projects, and this was one of them. And I had the two colors picked out sitting on the bed when I was putting my things together and he comes in and he says oh are you finally going to make my hat because <laughs> he'd been talking about these two colors for a hat so it's a little big on him i was gonna say that looks like it would yeah it's a little big right over I'm, his eyes i'm not sure if it's just because he's only 10 that maybe the hat came out bigger or if maybe my gauge was a little off and the hat just came out big i should try it on an adult male head and see if it fits an adult male head because I could there's pro I probably have enough yarn to make another one another one to make a smaller one there if it does fit an adult male this but, is a great pattern too. yeah I make yeah very very nice very happy with the way it turned out the four points of decrease top are different and interesting mm -hmm. I like the way it came out and I will probably knit this one again the yeah, two most I've... popular yarns that it has been knit in, one of them I think is a Noro 
so that people oh, get different color yeah. stripes. And I do have some Noro in my stash, so... Yeah, I, I like it. Well. I found that I've actually been wearing my hats already because it's cold here in the mornings. Yeah. I mean, this morning yeah. I left to teach my spin class at six o'clock in the oh, morning. Oh, yeah. It was probably totally foggy. Yeah, then. it was. <laughs> and I thought, I'm grabbing a hat. There's no way I'm going to freeze yeah. on the way. And I was so happy I did. I think that's going to be my new thing. It's yeah. just to always have a hat in yeah. the glove box and by the front door and, you know, scatter them around. Yeah. I have enough of them. So. Well, exactly. And then the nice thing, too, I've found is that, you know, Somebody admires your hat. You can always give it to them, and then exactly. you have an excuse to make another one. Exactly. <laughs> I love knitting hats. Okay, and the last thing that well, actually, no, I'll talk about this too. So the second to last thing that I've finished is one that I may have talked about almost being finished last week. It's the cowl neck vest. Again, by I love this. Lauric McDonald. Which <laughs> I should try yours on before I leave. You again. should. Which I knit in Malabrigo Rios. And I finally blocked it yesterday. It has been finished for a little while. But actually, I put the buttons on when I was visiting my parents. So it's, it hasn't been that long. I haven't worn it yet, but I absolutely love it. This is from the, is it Knit Red or Stitch, Stitch Red? Red? I keep getting Stitch the title Red. confused. One of, the, one of the, it's either Knit Red or Stitch Red is the name of the overall campaign. And then the one of them is, is the book. Exactly. <laughs> and I can't remember which is which. But it is from that book, which we both love yes. and admire and both want to knit so many projects from. And this is the first thing I have knit from the book. And it is a short sleeve cardigan front, button front vest with a big cowl neck. If you've seen Cecily, McGlowick, Cecily Glowick McDonald's pattern called Idlewood, it's virtually the same sweater turned into a cardigan. Hmm. Yeah. Because yeah. I knit Idlewood. Yeah. But Idlewood is chunkier or bigger gauge. It might gauge. be bigger gauge too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the big cowl neck on this, mine doesn't, hasn't been, mine doesn't stand up like it does in the picture. Oh, it kind of drapey your yarn? It's, or? I, I, it's, it's not the exact yarn called for, but, and the yarn that I used is superwash too. So you know how oh, soft superwash yeah, yeah. is. So it's still works fine i don't mind it at all but had i thought about it i might consider reversing the stockinette stitch on the that's cowl. what i did on idlewood oh you did i didn't want the reverse stockinette <laughs> yeah to be what's forward what, facing right so right. i did i reversed it right so i was just looking at yours thinking i wonder if i'm gonna have to reverse it again yeah you it i don't know it's not worth re-knitting that part of it you know it doesn't bother me that much when you're wearing it i don't mind the visual interest of seeing the pearl side mm -hmm. in fact it's, it's it's nice it's kind of interesting because you end up seeing both sides the way it kind of drapes on right me. they so, kind of contrast right against yeah each other exactly so it's fine but if you are someone who I know there are people out there who do not like the pearl side of stockinette stitch, if you are one of those people, you might want to consider switching it if you don't think your yarn is going to stand up as much as in that picture. And I don't think there's any way to tell that. I don't know. You know, that's yeah. I don't know. I was thinking about it after I tried it on, and um, I think that would be hard to get. It just stand up like yeah, that. Yeah, I wonder I how know. they did it in the Unless pictures. you Although, knit it really tight. Yeah, my and you knit that part on bigger needles, right? I think I'm almost certain you knit the cowl on bigger needles than the rest I of the sweater. I don't remember. Or the opposite. I'm yeah, almost certain you I knit the remember. cowl on bigger needles because I was just reading through that pattern like two days oh. ago, ready to cast on for that. See, I've moved on. I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> she knit, She just finished knitting it a month ago and she doesn't remember. <laughs> I do that too. I can't wait to wear it though. It's going to be great layered yeah. over t-shirts. Absolutely. As, as you can tell, I keep saying that. You're layered, layered, layered. layered. Well, that's the way too. we dress here. Yeah, that, absolutely. That's definitely the way we dress here. That's what coastal California weather is like. Mm -hmm. It's changeable, especially in the fall. We can yeah. wake up in the morning and it could be in the 40s, low 40s. And in the afternoon, it could be up to the 90s. Yep. And then the fog will come in. And we'll go back down. Yep. So that's what it's like. <laughs> so you've got to be prepared <laughs> at all times. So I wore my wool hat this morning, 
And then I was in a tank top and, <laughs> right. and shorts, and now I'm back in a cardigan. And, you know, yeah. throughout the day, it'll go back and yeah. forth and back and forth. Yeah. People talk about Santa Cruz having microclimates, and it's very true. Yep. And then the last thing, which I believe I may have talked about in a What Have I Finished segment a couple episodes ago, is the cowl called Zuzu's Petals, which I did finish several episodes ago, but I just blocked yesterday. And it looks really big to me now. Gail said that hers didn't block out quite so big, but mine... Different yarn. Different yarn. I knit this in alpaca, so it is going to stretch. Well, and my gauge is much tighter than this. I knit mine in Malabrigo worsted, mm. and this is a much oh, drapier, yeah. softer yeah. yarn. Yeah. I think it's going to be fine, though. Yeah. It'll be beautiful. Yeah. It is beautiful. Yeah. It'll look fabulous on her. It will be fine for the intended recipient. Yep. So that is what I have finished. Yay! (laughs) And it's cool looking at her pile of FOs. Completely different colors. All different colors, which is not usual for me. No, it isn't. (laughs) We, We were talking about doing a segment on color, and I think in a future episode we'll we'll have a little segment on color, but something funny did happen last week because we were having our knitting group at the store and one of our knitters brought three projects to work on. Okay. And she was looking at her projects saying, Oh, I think I'm going to work on this today. But she looked at her other two and people kind of chuckled and they're like, Oh, look, all your projects are almost the the same same color. color." You know, hers were kind of a greeny turquoisey, she didn't call it turquoise. I don't know what she called. I can't remember the name she called it. Kind of a, a greenish turquoise color. But they were Pretty. all three of them were in shades of the same of that. color. And everybody was kind of chuckling, haha, your projects are all the same color. And I chimed in and said, well, that's not so unusual <laughs> because I had my cowl neck vest sitting on top of my bag. And her cowl neck vest is purple right. with little block, uh, pops of pink. Whoop. And then I had something that I was knitting. Well, you had Laika on, which is a light purple. Oh, that's purple. right. That's exactly it. I had Laika on, and then I pulled out a skein of yarn that I was working on winding. The skein oh. that Gail had given me, and it is a royal purple. Yes. So, yes. So, I had three things that were in the purple family. So. Absolutely. Yeah. Color. <laughs> it's fascinating. It is. And I just <laughs> and I can't wait to talk about it. It'll be fun. It'll be fun to talk about. It will. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, what have you finished? I've also finished several things. So last episode I was knitting on my very first pair of socks, which I have finished, and I am just delighted with them. I forgot to bring them to show you. Oh, that's I'll okay. bring them tonight. They are the Palm Palm Ped socks by it's a free pattern by Pearl Soho, the Pearl Bee. Beautiful pattern, excellent. Like I said last episode, it's basically a tutorial with pictures. I didn't have any issues with the pattern whatsoever. Yay. I did do some modifications so that it fit my foot well. Mm-hmm. I tried the first one on as I went and took notes so that oh, I could reproduce excellent. it. Excellent, excellent. <laughs> and they knit up very quickly. And they are, again, just ankle socks with a little pom-pom if you choose to do the pom-pom, which I did because I'm just that kind of person. <laughs> and I love them. So There's I'm no super happy with that. Pom-poms. No, I have no, I have no uh, shame in admitting that. So that was the first project. Love them. Second two, not so much. So usually I'm telling you how much I love my finished right. objects. Yeah. Well, we here's the exception to do. the rule. <laughs> I did finish the Ania Shrug by Cecily Glauck McDonald. We've oh, mentioned her a lot in this episode. You haven't told me about this. <laughs> no. Okay, so it's a shrug. I thought I would need two skeins of Malabrigo Arroyo. I didn't even use one full skein. Really? And it's still too big. So my gauge is spot on. This is a teeny tiny it's shrug. It's a tiny <laughs> shrug. I know. I didn't bring that either. I just, I was so excited about showing you Jenica. I left everything at home. So the Ania Shrug is interesting construction ending up with a lot of seaming at the end, which had I known that before I purchased the pattern, I might not have purchased the pattern. Not, I mean, it's a great pattern. It's very well written. It was very easy to follow. I just am not a big fan of seaming. I think my seam actually turned out excellent. I was very Uh pleased with how it looked. So it was good practice for me. It just, it's not, when I, the shrugs that I've knit in the past have 
fit very well so that they don't, how do I want to explain it? This doesn't fall off of me in any way. It's just not snug. It's not fitted. It's not fitted. So it just feels kind of floppy. And I think for me personally, I like shrugs to be better fitted so that they just feel more snug on my body. I wanted to wear it to yoga and I think it would kind of flop around during Um. yoga. So it's pretty. I love the yarn. It's a beautiful color yarn. It was great to work with the Arroyo. Charlene's recommendations on that yarn. Absolutely spot on. I'm very pleased with it, but don't know how much I'll actually wear the shrug. I've already Hmm. been pondering who I can gift it to. (laughs) So that's the first one. It's tiny. It is. It's tiny. tiny. I mean, not just yours, everybody's. It's And I knew that going into it. It's short sleeve. It's, I knew it was going to be tiny. I expected it to be tiny, but still, based on the yardage, I expected it. Yeah, I know. Tell me about it. It's really impressive. I don't know if I've weighed the skein to put it on my project notes about how much is left over. I know I weighed it. I just don't know if I put it on my project page. 0.9. Okay. So I did. Nine. I've so tried you used 301 yards. There we go. I've tried to be really diligent That's, about yeah, weighing I my yarn <laughs> and putting it all on my project page. I have too. I feel like more people are looking at my projects now for information. Exactly. So I want to be able to give them as much information, information and right. accurate information. Yeah. I did that for the pom-pom pet socks. I weighed both skeins before and after. I weighed them after the first sock, I weighed them after the second sock, and I weighed them after making the pom-poms. Mm-hmm. So I was very specific yeah. about how much yarn it's, I used and it's for really each part of the project. when I go and look at people's projects and they have the partial skein mm-hmm. notation, especially when you're substituting. Because sometimes when you substitute, you know how somebody says you need three skeins of this yarn and maybe one skein is 300 yards and you're not necessarily going to need that whole 300 yard skein you may only need 100 yards so it's really nice when people say i only used x amount of yarn yeah and i was thinking for people who might want to make these socks using their sock weight yarn leftovers Leftovers, yeah having a specific amount of yardage might help them absolutely decide if they have enough of the leftover yarn to pull it off or not so okay that was the anea shrug and more on the pom-pom peds third for the second time, I finished my buttercup, which oh, I knit you in did. the MCN Sport. You didn't Red. tell me about this I did this not either. tell Charlene about this. I did not send her pictures. I did not mention it at all because I'm really not happy with it uh, at all okay. for the second time. Well, it just okay. doesn't fit me well. It yeah. looks really horrible on me. And wow. I was trying it on when it was all finished and Mike was taking pictures for me. And I said, you know, it's too big and gappy in the back. And it's too tight across the hips, and I just don't like it on my body. And I knit exactly per the pattern. I was on gauge. Yeah. Did you make the longer sleeves? I did three-quarter length sleeves. Okay. So it's going to get ripped for a second time, and Mm. it's not going to become a buttercup. I don't think... I don't think this yarn was meant to be a buttercup, and I should have admitted that to myself after the first attempt, but no, I'm stubborn, so I had to admit it a second time. So, and my husband again today was saying, but it's the knitting that's a joy, so aren't you glad you get to rip it out and knit it into something else? And I said, yeah, it needs to be something else. So, and thank you to all of you who have been supportive on Ravelry and helped me make the decision to just rip it and knit it into something besides a wear it around the house sweater because it needs to be something better than that. Well, that yarn is just so beautiful. It's, it's so pretty. It deserves to have a well-exposed and warm Garments. life. Yeah. I, I agree. Yeah. And the other thing I didn't do is I did not alternate skeins. So if you look at my project pictures, oh, there's a big swath. Like I couldn't four tell. Inches. But on oh, the se- well, I couldn't tell. It, you you sent totally me a little see. cell phone yeah, photo. Yeah, I could probably see it in person. Yeah, but. it's... I held it up for my kids because they thought I was crazy too. And I said, okay, can you see it? And they're like, oh yeah, you can see that. And it's like right underneath my waist. So it accents the hips as opposed to not so much. So anyway, that's the buttercup. The buttercup and I are parting ways. I want to see it before you rip it. Oh, I'll bring it tonight and show you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Gail brings up an interesting point about yarns that you love. Gail and I have been talking about this. And I have a sweater that I don't wear that often because it's a pullover. And I wear cardigans much, much more than pullovers. 
but I absolutely love the yarn. It's one of my favorite yarns that <laughs> I have ever purchased. And I was telling her, you know, I'm actually thinking about ripping that sweater and remaking it into something that I will wear and you should. more often. Yeah. And it's it made me think about those precious yarns, precious either in an expensive sense or precious in the sense them. that you love them. You love the color. You love the dye. It There's has sentimental it, it has value. Sentimental value. Yeah, those yarns that are just precious to you for whatever reason, those are the yarns that you should make into something that you can and possibly wear every day. Yeah. It shouldn't be made into the too good to wear garment that gets stuffed in the back yeah. of the closet. It should not be made into the garment that you can only wear sometimes. It should be made into the garment that you can wear as much as possible. And I have two sweaters that I have been wearing all summer over and over again. And they are both top fastening cardigans, really basic, basic sweaters, but they're easy to throw on. And I have been wearing them all summer. And so I'm con actually considering maybe making this, remaking this yarn into one of those. Products. You should, we'll, we'll rip them at the same time. Cause maybe. they're practically, they're almost the same color yarn yeah. too, which is pretty <laughs> funny. It's, and yeah, it's just this yarn, I see it because I love this yarn so much. I have this sweater sitting in a very prominent place in my closet because I like to look at the yarn. Yeah. It's pretty. Yeah. So it's sitting there and every day I open my closet and every day it mocks me saying, <laughs> is today going to be the day that you wear me? And basically, no, can't wear you in the summertime because you're a pullover and you're worsted weight and you're too warm. And then in the wintertime, I made it this past season so I I still didn't wear it that much you know because yeah. it's a pullover and pullovers are more difficult to wear because it becomes part of your outfit as opposed to something you put on or take off mm -hmm. easily at least for me um so it's what I'm considering and you are the master at taking photos <laughs> apart and reusing the yarn so I think you should just go for it I probably will I you know I have a cue that's tremendous of things that I want to make so yeah but you, that one will go in there but like you said you wear those two sweaters a lot so I you do. already have a pattern I do that you could reuse the yarn for yeah. you know you have enough of the yarn yeah for mine to rip buttercup I cannot find another sport weight oh. garment that I want to make right now I've been that's difficult. I've been trying yeah. to stock for that and I just haven't had yeah because if you find something you like then it makes it much it easier, makes it much easier. Yeah. and I know I will find a sport weight something that I want to knit right. that I'll have enough of the yarn for. I just right. haven't found it yet. Right. But it's just something to think about. You know, those yarns that you really love, use it for something that you'll wear or want to wear or can wear, something that you can incorporate into your wardrobe every day or very easily. Too bad I can't knit that into a sweatshirt I can wear to the gym. <laughs> <laughs> That's something I would wear every single day. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> Not so much, though. I don't want that to yeah. become a sweaty sweatshirt. Yeah. That would just be <laughs> Okay. So that's the end of our regular segments. So if you'd like to sign off now, thank you for joining us. The rest of this episode, we're going to be talking about the knit-along, which has ended, <laughs> and a brief mention of our dialogue. Which, oh, okay. Should we start with that? Yeah. Okay, the dialogue. <laughs> so our last episode... I mentioned that we started a thread in our Ravelry group and that there were people interested in experimenting with dyeing fiber. And I purchased the book called Teach Yourself Visually Hand Dyeing. And it arrived and I read it and I made a very quick decision. I will not be dyeing <laughs> yarn. It is far too complicated a process for me to get into right now. It requires equipment it requires a significant amount of space to do it well and i thought it was going to be easier than it is i have a tremendous respect for all of you indie dyers out there and all of you yeah. who dabble in it at home hats off because this is not a simple thing to do i mean there's 
math involved. Oh my goodness. <laughs> and I just was amazed when I was reading through the book that it is as complicated as it is. So I will be trying Kool-Aid then with the kids. I'm all for that. And I mentioned on the thread that I did try with my mom. My mom started this. We did some natural, fi- not natural fiber, natural ingredient dyeing. Oh, okay. I yeah. told her, oh, I'm going to experiment with dyeing. And she said, oh, I did that once when you were a kid. I used redwood leaves from the yard, blah, blah, blah. Next thing I know, we're out scouring the yard looking (laughs) for things to use. So we tried leaves, purple leaves off the plum tree, and we tried flowers from the yard, fuchsia flowers, and we tried redwood leaves. They aren't leaves, you know, the redwood pokey things. Oh, yes. And redwood pine cones. And I was surprised. I think our first problem was the yarn we used was mystery yarn. And mm. I think it was a mostly acrylic, so it didn't mm. take the dye very well. But surprisingly, nothing turned out to be the color of the plant when it went into the water. Nothing turned out to be the color that you thought it would. Exactly. Very different. So <laughs> Interesting. It was an interesting experiment. I did not take pictures because when I went to take pictures, my mom had already taken everything out of the glass jars. When um, I left, it was still in the glass jars. Yeah, when we came back yeah. two days later, she'd already drained it. Yeah. And I thought, oh, well, it's not quite the same visual yeah. anymore. But the children and I and my mom, we were all mildly disappointed. But, <laughs> Underwhelmed. Yeah, but again, it was just spur of the moment. Right. We didn't right. treat the yarn. We didn't do right. anything. It was mystery right. yarn. It was just, let's try this and see what happens. Right. So. After Gail mentioned that, I picked up a book called Natural Dyes and Home Dyeing by Rita Adrosko. And it was printed originally back in the 70s. And I just picked it up out of a free box, a a book giveaway. And I was looking through it. And it's really interesting, the whole process of natural dyeing and gathering ingredients and the things you can use. But I think, as Gail mentioned, it's just one of those hobbies you know because we would just be dabbling as hobbyists yeah and well we would yeah Yeah. exactly we would just be dabbling in it as hobbyists and i think that it's just there are so many things we want to do i think when you get older you get more you you, speak for yourself you you realize that okay is this how i want to spend my time exactly yeah and you have to pick and choose how you spend your free time and as much as I'd like to experiment with it, I don't have enough free time to experiment with it Exactly. Now. Yeah. And to acquire all the equipment. I would much rather spend that money on yarn and buy yarn that I already feel is beautiful as opposed to trying to make it beautiful myself. Right, yeah. right, right. So that's my stance. But we'll keep the thread open yeah, because I'd love to hear what I want all to of hear you are doing. about it because I'm, it constantly amazes me when other knitters who... I, I shouldn't label every other knitter as a hobby dyer, but when other knitters do dabble in dyeing exactly, yeah. and they come up with these beautiful skeins, oh my it gosh, just I amazes know. me. Just absolutely amazes me. And every time I see that, that's when I get that feeling. The urge that, to try I want to try that. Exactly. I want to try that. I think maybe you and I would do better taking a class somewhere. I was thinking or the same like thing. That. Didn't you take a class once where you painted the yarn or something i did that at home oh you did. i did i did that with kool-aid oh okay yeah cool, yeah. <laughs> cool. it was kool-aid yeah <laughs> so and i think it was alex who is under dutch skies on ravelry i think she's the one who recently posted some yarn in the group so that she did pretty. yeah it's beautiful yeah. it's mostly like a deep blue but she did yellow pieces in it i think she yeah. called it starry skies yeah it's really pretty so pretty yeah, so, and that's so someday I will aspire to do that, but <laughs> it won't be anytime soon. So hats off to all of you with that talent. Okay, so knit along news. Oh, I'm so happy. <laughs> okay, so the knit along is over. Thank you, all of you who participated. You are all awesome. We you had, guys really are. I know, amazing. I, you knitters, know, I, huh? I tweeted the other day that. I love our community. I, I really do. And not just the Yarniax community. No, I mean, no, no. Knitters. Knitters yeah. in general. Knitters are the best. You guys are just kind and sharing. Generous. And generous. Considerate. Considerate. I mean, such good people. I, I love it. I wholly agree. <laughs> I just love it. 
So we had 94 projects, and that includes mine and Charlene's, which Charlene didn't put hers in the thread. Oh, well, I didn't think, I didn't know if I should. Well, but if, I also... if we had randomly generated your number, I would have redone it. So, Kicked me to the curb. Exactly. So I did not include my post, of course, in the randomly generated prizes, of which we have seven. I apologize to any of you whose post I deleted, but some people had entered more than once, and I wanted to keep it fair, so... If the number randomly generated was a deleted post, which happened twice, oh, I just randomly <laughs> chose another number. But first, the person who won for the most favorites, which would be the educational votes, is Celia, who is Pinot Noir on oh, Ravelry. Yay. She's the one who created the beautiful practice yoga wrap in yes. the Madeline Tosh DK yeah. at the top and yeah. Tosh Marino Light on the that bottom. That doesn't surprise me. It doesn't surprise me either. Gorgeous. And I wanted to test knit that so badly, but I committed to um, the Swift Stitch knitter oh. instead. So I can't test knit two at the same time. Is but, she looking for test knitters? For well, I want to do it. Ooh. <laughs> Well, Celia, you heard it. So you guys should PM each other. So congratulations, Celia. You won the skein of Aspen Sock Yarn from Kim at Western Sky Knits. Last episode, I accidentally said it was Heather from Western Sky Knits, but it's Kim. So yay! yay. Congratulations. I'm so happy for you because that wrap is just beautiful. It, it is beautiful. It's and really you know, pretty. I, I just want to interject here. If I sound a little clueless about things from... The, our Ravelry group is because I have been limiting my computer time. And I, I freely admit I have not been posting to the boards as much because my arm is yeah. just limiting my computer time. So I have but apologize. I <laughs> yes, Gail, Gail has been keeping up and I think my arm is getting better. So I hope to have more of a presence soon. But you may or may not have noticed that I have felt a, a like I've been missing and I haven't felt like I have been able to voice as much or as often as I would like to have. So I'm glad everyone is still participating. And I did all the random number generating. So Charlene, this is news to her. Yes. As I, <laughs> as I announce things, she doesn't know who the winner is. So <laughs> it's news to her too. Okay. So our first winner, number 83, she wins the sock blocker keychain with two oh. skeins of Regia sock yarn is Nitty Knit Knits, who doesn't have her real name posted in Ravelry. You knit a beautiful color affection shawl. She chose gorgeous blues. Oh. It's very, very pretty. So congratulations, soft blocker keychain with two skeins of Regia sock yarn. Next winner was number 81, who is Lacey Sock Kitty, who is Donna in real life. She's the one who knit the Mythos or Mythos sweater. Donna, you were awesome. You basically started at the beginning and you posted work in progress pictures throughout oh. the whole process. We got to see every piece yeah. of your sweater as you knit it. It's gorgeous. And I mean, you worked on that so consistently. It was just, yay, I was so glad when you won. I was so pleased. So That's you great. also are going to get a sock blocker keychain. And your two skeins of yarn are actually Claudia hand-painted, I think it's called, and not Regia. That was my mistake. So, sock blocker keychain and two skeins of the Claudia yarn. Mm -hmm. Third winner is number 66, who is Kim of Western Sky Knits. <laughs> <laughs> so, she donated the Aspen donated sock yarn and, and she, she won, won the Coastal Knits book, which was generously donated by Alana Dacos, who is one of the designers. She and Hannah Fettig did the patterns in the Coastal Knit books. We've talked about that on many different episodes. Kim knit a test knit called Calendula. Oh, I love it's that little dress. It's beautiful. It's a I little girl's dress, little dress in the that most vibrant so magenta sweet. color. It's beautiful. Yeah. With little flowers on the side. It's precious. Yes, I really like that. I don't have anyone to knit it for, but I, I really was thinking like the same that. thing. I wish I had a little child in my life who would wear something like that, but I don't, alas. And next winner is number 76, who is Joy T. That is both her Ravelry name and her name. Congratulations. She posted two finished objects in the same posting. She finished some beautiful striped summer socks. And she also did the Solstice Mystery Shawl, which is very pretty. I love the way it drapes over her shoulders. It's not a triangle oh, yeah. shape. I think it's more of a crescent shape. Very, very, very pretty shawl. Pretty. Very pretty. I love the color. Isn't it gorgeous? I love that color. I love it. Shawl. 
And you won the four Coastal Kids patterns, which oh, Alana also donated. So those are four of the Coastal Knits patterns that they redid to children's sizes. So you will get those four patterns in the mail. They are hard copy, so I will mail those to you. The next winner is number 93, and this is hysterical. Spiky Sandy, who Yay! is Sandy. This is great because one, she is a total positive person in Ravelry and every group that I see her in. She's always positive, upbeat, friendly, and wonderful. And she's been so supportive. She's been super supportive. It's I'm true. Really she's great. And I missed the opportunity to meet her in real life when oh, I was in really? Spokane. I was really oh, bummed. Wow. I didn't have time. Yeah. So, um, Sandy, you won the skein of Woolmize Yarn from Evanston Michelle. Ooh. And here's the funny story. So I was not trying to be diligent about closing our thread at midnight. I actually fell asleep on the couch that night while knitting. That's right. <laughs> and I woke I up right the... before midnight. So I just happened to have woken up and I thought, oh, it's midnight. I'll close the thread right now. <laughs> Sandy was actually trying to upload oh, her finished project, <laughs> which is a beautiful Aranami shawl, which is a scallop shawl in different yeah, colors. Yeah. She was uploading as, as I closed uh, the thread. So she got the Bob page. You know, oh, uh -oh Sherbert or whatever. Shaky or, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so she sent me a PM, which I didn't see until the next day, uh -huh. saying, oh, I was trying to upload it and it closed down. Can oh. you open it just for me to sneak this in? Which, of course, I did right, the next day. Right. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Go ahead and well, upload it. Because she's been posting pictures all yeah, along yeah. of her working on it, exactly. too. So. <laughs> so I didn't want to exclude anyone. But, right, you know, right. So, of course, I opened it back up. And aren't you glad I did, Sandy, because you won a prize. I just thought that was the coolest thing ever. So next prize, number 45, who is Zena K. And again, you don't have your real name posted on Ravelry as well. She knit the Argus shawl in one of my favorite colors ever, Tosh Merino Light in Baltic. Ooh. And you win one of the skeins of hand spun yarn from my friend Louise, who is Lou Knits on Ravelry. You get the skein of Red Myrtle, is the name of the colorway. It's 70% Shetland wool and 30% silk. It's very, very pretty. So congratulations. Oh, that's a really nice. It's really nice. Yeah. Oh, you know what? We had eight prizes to give away and then one favorite prize. So will you randomly generate another number oh, for sure, me? Oh, sure. Okay, so Zena K, you were number six on my list. Number seven the prize, so number seven in the prize pool was number six for the posting, who is HP Seeker 4, also known as Tammy, who is Candy Skein Yarns. Oh. And she won, let's see, what did you win? You won the skein of hand spun from Louise that's called Peaches at the Lake, which is 100% Coriadale. And Tammy knit the Trillion Shawl using her own dyed yarn in the base called Yummy Fingering, which is really, really pretty. And I've been stalking her website for yarn. I just haven't splurged on it yet. So congratulations, Tammy, on winning that skein of hand spun yarn. And Charlene is generating another number for me right now. So drum roll, please. I I don't know how I didn't realize that I had eight prizes to give away. I thought that the uh, eighth was the favorite vote as opposed to the... Um, Eighth. I didn't. I thought we had eight total prizes and not nine. Oh my gosh! I'm so stoked. Okay, so it's number <laughs> eighty-four, and this is one of my favorites. So, spin you lady, spun, spin you lady, or spun unlady. Oh, spin unlady, spin unlady, spin unlady. <laughs> okay, and let's see. What's her real name? Leona. Leona. Okay, and she knit. Oops. Go back. We're looking at this on Charlene's iPad. The Gray Day Sweater, which is actually the L'Oreal Sweater by Yasolda Teague. It is really, really pretty. And she really did it pretty. in fingering really weight yarn, pretty. which I don't think the pattern actually calls for fingering weight yarn. I'm not familiar with it, so I don't know. But... It's from Little Red in the City. And I've oh. never liked the... I, I shouldn't say that. I think the L'Oreal is a beautiful sweater, but it's never called to me before as something wow. that I would knit for myself. I was going to say, but it's beautiful. this one is, Hers is her beautiful. version is absolutely beautiful. When I saw it, I was thinking, oh, 
I want to make that. I sweater. know. I was stunned. <laughs> I was actually stunned okay, when I I'll have clicked on your at, project page yeah. and realized that it was from Little Red in the City because your version that. is just stunning. So I'm so is. glad you won too wow. because talk about a lot of knitting. I mean, that's a long sleeved cardigan sweater. It's beautiful. So, so congratulations, Leona. You won the last skein of hand spun by Louise, and this one is called Baby Blues. It's 50% blue face luster, 30% baby alpaca, and 20% tussa silk. So thank you again to all of our participants, all of our fabulous donors, and thanks for the fun, you guys. This is just so much fun. It has been a blast. Yeah, it really has been. And you guys have helped me get over my hesitancy. About knit-alongs. Her, 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 her unfortunate um, sense of feeling that it's obligation, obligation knitting as opposed to yes. great fun knitting yes. where everybody's supporting everybody else. I think we've converted her. And we're thinking our next knit-along will probably be starting kickoff January 1st. And we're going to call it a self-indulgent knitting knit-along. Yes. So... I know between now and Christmas, people will have a lot of gift knitting going yes. on and other, quote, obligation knitting, unquote. And we didn't want and to... And just other obligations in yeah, life. Yeah, it's true. It'll it's be busy. a busy time of yeah. year as we approach the holidays. And we thought, let's give everyone a knit-along break. There are so many other knit-alongs going there on. Are. Anyways, there are. So we're going to save our next one until the January new year. 1st. I have a... I should... Not a habit, but a lot of years in the past... I like, no matter where I am on other projects, I have liked to start the project on January 1st. I thought of you it just when I was thinking has, of, when will I don't, you do another yeah, one? I thought I don't she know always why, does a yeah, new one on New Year's Day. I don't know why I do that. It's just seems And it's always like, something for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. It's it like a new like way to start, to a good way a good to way start, to start, the, start new the new year. Exactly. Year. Yeah. I tend to do that on my birthday, too. Oh, uh, okay. So, we'll see. <laughs> All right. So, again, congratulations to everyone who won. Please contact me on Ravelry, Gailey Whaley, and send me your address so that I can have these into the mail, hopefully, next week. Evans to Michelle is going to send yours to you directly, Sandy, and Kim is going to send hers directly to you as well, Celia. Everyone else, your prizes will be coming from me. Thank you so much. And that's the end of the episode. I think that's it. I think I just want to add that I have started an Instagram account and you can follow (laughs) my, mostly so far it's just been personal, but you can follow me at Yarniacs on Instagram. And if I do get some yarn related followers, then I'll start posting knitting objects for Yarniacs as well. And I'm going to check into this Instagram thing, too. <laughs> Charlene was saying that her mother, your 76-year-old mother, 72-year-old 72-year-old mother, started her family on Instagram. <laughs> and I thought, well, my grandfather, who's 93, has his iPad, and he actually might yeah. enjoy this as well. Yeah. And my both yeah. of my parents have iPads now oh, also. So <laughs> I may have to do Instagram as well and get the kids involved since that would just be kind of fun. Yeah, it so is. If you don't know what Instagram is yet, check it out. It's a... An iStore app, right? For I, I believe it's for mobile devices. I oh, mean, just I think in general. Have, yeah, I oh, think cool. they have an Android app as well as an iPhone. Oh, and that iPad makes it much cooler, app. so yeah. anyone can do it. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining us. As always, we appreciate you spending time with us. And until the next time, happy knitting. Happy knitting. Bye bye. You can find us on iTunes at Yarniacs Podcast. Visit our blog with show notes at yarniacs.com. We have a growing Ravelry group, and you can follow us on Twitter at Yarniacs. Goodbye and good knits. <laughs>